All right, we're we're good. We really out here. Uh, that's that's your prerogative. Yeah. This little book, this little MacBook, dude. This, I didn't have to do anything. I literally just plugged it in. I was like, oh, did you want to did you want to record and be a professional? I said no. Negative ghost strategy. No is no is my answer, and it's the final no one. No means no. Oh, dude, let's start off with our George's talk tonight. I can't see you because of the pop George's. filter. That's the way he likes my my brother my brother texted me when I was at work. He's like, "Hey, do you want uh, what time are you gonna be home for dinner?" I was like, "I don't know, like a half hour." And uh, I finally get home. They're still not there. And then they walk in the door. My dad's like, "I knew they didn't get the order right. I knew it. No one ever gets the order right." Blah blah blah. That's true. No one ever gets the order right. Well, it was Rob's fault, but my dad kept trying to pin it on the other people. No, that one's like that. Oh. It depends on the ones like He's the. Well, I was letting you trying to. I was trying to let you come in because you're the one who was actually there. How'd you uh, fuck it up, uh, sir? So what happened? The, the other thing I just didn't order oh. right, and then my dad's like, "They fucked it up," and I'm like, I kept trying to tell him over and over again, like, "No, no, that was my bad." And then, like, when he found out that I was the one who fucked up, he still wouldn't let it go. He's like, they never did it right, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, ah, dude, no. Just don't move. chill for a minute. That's Dad has no chill. <laughs> if ever there was something that has no chill, it is our father. It didn't really go anywhere. No, I didn't. Well, I, story, I, I, didn't, story, I hadn't guys. heard about it yet. That's why I assumed there was some kind of a weird dad autism. That's it. That's the autism. That and... The other yesterday was it yesterday he was pooping on the phone while talking to somebody. Oh, more than Uh-oh. once, yeah. And I had to shit. More than that. once. I was just like standing outside the door, like, uh, do I knock on the door? Like, let his friend know that he's taking a dump. Like, he also like he held the phone away from the toilet when he flushed. I'm like, he's still. That doesn't. Here. That doesn't work. It's a classy move to do that. At least hold it in the toilet. No, a classy <laughs> move would be like, let me call you back. I have to go uh, defecate. So you hear that shit, dog? Right. Or or just say I have to go. Or just don't shit. Well, there's an option too. Or just talk on the phone and shit. Exactly. It's not the first time I've seen when Robert was living on his own, he would call him and be on the shitter all the time. I'm not opposed to it. You guys probably had partnerships. I would wait till I was done shitting and then I'd call him like, hey, sorry, I was in the bathroom. And then, like, that's, that's kind of the normal way to yeah, do it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't think I've ever called anyone while taking a shit because I'm just afraid they'll call me out on My it. Can people usually hear like the echo in the bathroom? Though? That's what I'm saying. One time I got out of the shower, and so I think you called me. You're like, "Are you going to go over to Bryce's?" And I was like, "Yeah." And you're like, "Are you in the shower?" And I was like, "No." Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. Who who showers these days? I mean, really. <laughs> you know, we're in a drought. It's true. California has no chill. I think I have some notes here. I don't really have any. Uh, uh, Taking notes, notes fan. And someone, as you can see, you can remodel a swimming pool. Someone skating it? Somebody, if you look in here uh, on this picture I have, somebody wrote, do we get a discount on rent? Like, on the sign? Oh. Mm-hmm. And she was That's like, classy. I want to respond to this, but I don't know what to put. So I had a couple suggestions. I put, uh, you could put, amputees qualify for a quote-unquote half-off discount. Ooh. Uh, oh. And I put, <laughs> agree to let a ghost share your apartment for a monthly government rebate. <laughs> and then my favorite was, deny Christ and save $6.66 a month. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> That's clever. So, uh, currently Keep going it going after piss. Which response to put it. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So they want, uh, how long is the building to be down for? Well, let me look real quick. 
regardless, it seems like a complete non sequitur. Like, I, I kind of get it, but also, like, just be chill. Oh, about from 418 to 520. So, that's like a good 30 four, days. 30 days. Like, so, are they, like, adding on to the pool? or? I, know, I, don't, like, I assume. I mean, you're, at the end, you're getting a nicer pool, so it's like just. I mean, I imagine they're going to switch the water out and whatnot. Right, but right. You'll probably get a better pool in the end for it. I mean, you could just write no, also. <laughs> the that's the best response. Right. Just no. No oh, chill. It's a little bit entitled. Yeah. True, but maybe if you moved in that apartment because they had such a great swimming pool. There you go. I okay. forgot that they had a swimming pool. I was like, wait, is this a your apartment? Like, but like, you could look at it from the opposite angle. It's like, couldn't we charge you more for upgrading the pool? Yeah, and they probably and they probably will, probably will intend to do that. So yeah. therefore, isn't it fair to have that it goes both ways? Yeah, I, I don't know. I would be like, does our rent go up? That would be my question. Yeah, that's a that's a better question. That's I mean, at best you get like what five dollars off. Well, it's like, how often are you using the pool that you require that discount? I'm going to hazard a guess that they probably never used the pool before. Mm-hmm. Also, it's uh, April. we got some uh, April showers right now, so there's really, there's got to be a porn star. Well, it's it was 90, it was 90 some odd degrees today, so it is getting hot now. Sure, but that's so. that's why they're, you know, when it, when it gets time for actual swimming pool weather, you know. Yeah, it's getting there. It was like 92 today. That'd be rad. A grotto. Yeah, there you go. Hey. Yeah, I'd pay quite a bit. I don't have a pool, so any pool, and like a little above ground one, I'd be like, is my rent gonna go up? Oh, dude. Except I did. It was, but you know what? It was fucking hot, and our parents don't turn on the air. Now was it? Was it in the front or the backyard? <laughs> that's the that's, backyard. That's determining if it's ghetto. Yeah, I um, I I remember I stopped going in there because I got fucking stung by a hornet or bit, I guess rather. I don't know what they do. I think they bite. I think yeah, hornets bite. They sting. No, those are huge. Or wait, is Maybe it wasps? wasps? Do do hornets sting or wasps? Whatever the bigger one is that bites. I don't know if a wasp. No, a wasp has a stinger, right? Wasp has a stinger. What's so the one that has like a. Bite. Maybe it's a yellow jacket? Whatever it was, I like. I remember I was just chilling in the pool and it fucking stung my shoulder or For bit no it. Reason. And you're like, bruh, I'm just trying my swim on. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that they have ever a reason. I know bees are like, I need to protect my family and then kill myself. Even though we're like 100 miles away from the hive, I better do this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Bees have no chill. Where they made us clean uh, up bees? We had that, that whole Africanized bees scare. And, oh, yeah. Uh, there was, I remember we were outside on the playground, and just this gigantic like cloud of bees started like racing oh. towards the playground. Everyone panicked. And all Look out for the bees! Yeah. Yeah. That happened when we played baseball, too. Yeah. Well, I remember when we played like baseball, a... we saw the um, the r- rival school get there before we did to the field, and we just see them start like sporadically running in different directions. We're like, is this some kind of a weird... like? <laughs> And yeah. there was just like a cloud above it's them. And there was like this weird little gray cloud that wasn't it wasn't like super distinct. It looked like a, a vape cloud from a distance kind of and it was just a shitload of bees. And the fog is constant. And there was literally a kid with a bat swinging at him. I was cool. like that's the first to die because if you react in any way. But that's the best to die. That's yeah. the pinch hitter, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's like I'll, I'll take that one for the that team. That kid if he made it through is going somewhere. Yeah. That's smart. Just get a bat. That's a scholarship that right there. That also happened where it was one B, but we were doing the soft toss thing where like you do batting practice and you just kind of hit throw it to someone. 
underhand, and uh, John Mitchell like swung the bat and hit a beat, and it like exploded all over me because I was a dude doing the soft toss, <laughs> and it was gross. It was it was one of those bumblebees, like the fat ones. Oh yeah, like those are. No, what is an Africanized bee? I, I've always, I everybody's that heard that of them. Ever, is that like a racist thing? No, I don't think that that ever was a. Thing. Can they fly higher? It was just or? Sort of like a scare thing. It was supposedly some sort of like genetically modified bee that could like. Why? Stay, or like why God? Why? Aggressive or something. It's like deep blue sea, but with bees. Deep blue bee. I don't know that. <laughs> Before nukes <laughs> were an option, bees were like the go-to. Yeah, you don't remember Deep Blue Sea where they, they had like they made sharks intelligent and then they started killing everybody. Mm-hmm. You don't remember? It's the one where Samuel Jackson's like, "We can do this," and then he just gets eaten by a shark. And then is it? Um, that could be any of us. Is LL Cool J? No, it couldn't. It's LL Cool J and Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane's in that movie. I think I've seen that. That's LL Cool J. He's so cool, Jay. Move, move the pop filter. It feels weird not being able to see you. Okay. Awkward. But yeah, and then Thomas Jane's in it. Samuel Jackson have like a, a like a a good cast. Oh my god, I hate you. Watch out! Oh, watch out! <laughs> Jesus, the eve of four twenty. Is that a thing? <laughs> I just I can't wait for that guy to upload a Vine tomorrow. Who I'll, I'll be up at five. Like five I, don't, I don't know what his YouTube is, but shout it. out to that guy. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna need to find on YouTube. I think it's gonna be shared on every. Yeah, it, it will find. <laughs> you. You're gonna be able to see it on Twitter and or Facebook at the same time. God, I really hope so. Blow it up. Like the World Trade. That's a biggie uh, quote. Context post 9/11 though. Right. Did you hear Trump said 7-11? I did hear that. Yeah. I. That's great banter. He did that shit on purpose. I want to believe he was saying that he was on 7th and 11th. Also, everyone's like, he doesn't love New York. It's like, I don't think there's anyone who loves New York more than him. So like, he does, though. He's, he's donated a crap ton of money to like various public works projects there. I think he does. Yeah. No, I wasn't. He loves himself the most, but I'm sure he likes New York. I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, right now, because it's politics, everybody wants to like jump on everybody whenever they say something. Like, Why did I do that? I feel like it's maybe a little unfair to jump on him for mis- misspeaking on Seven Eleven when we have like like even people that are Democratic are always posting videos of like Hillary saying the opposite of what she's saying two years ago. I know what I'm saying, but like the, to me, that's more offensive than no, you I mean, going Seven oh, Eleven. Trump had been good for two weeks. He hasn't gotten in trouble for anything. Okay. So they were just on the lookout for. I will say that I will say that his uh, his wife talking was very cringe. Oh, Melania! Oh, that was bad. He he had to stop it. He's like, "Oh, thank you," and <laughs> started clapping. Well, she has a, a pretty thick accent. Yeah. Well, she was like, Where's uh, she from? "Thank you for my uh, husband." Uh, She's German or Slovakian or something. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, for her not being from here, she did a good job, but I, I still don't think maybe from a PR standpoint that that would, was the best idea to bring your wife who can't speak very good English, especially when you're talking about uh, immigrants. I suppose, but he also has like a, a gender problem. That True. What's the preferred gender pronoun? Trump. <laughs> just Trump. Yeah, just Trump. Just Trump things. No plural, no anything. But Slovenia is right next to Italy. It's like on the is top it? Right I would have thought it was in like Europe or something. I know, but I mean, like, uh-oh. near the. Uh oh. Let me finish. I, I thought it was more of like the hostile countries, which is northern. I know where Italy is. I mean, but uh. It's right to the right of it, but before you get to uh, the 
Is it by Russia? No. No, that's what that's what I'm talking. When I say European, I mean like the northern countries. No, no, it's not there. It's like um. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's below Czechoslovakia, and then it's right to the. That was my next question. It was like, how close to Slovakia is it? Because like uh. But Slovakia is different from Slovenia. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is they sound very close. Yeah, but I I think they're next to each other. And also, there's no such thing as Czechoslovakia anymore. Yeah, I know. It's the Czech Republic now. Yeah. You read her journal? And somebody found it. I want to say it was Jimmy. And it said, like, you were supposed to write about... Hold on. I just want to say, he would be the person to find another person's journal. Of uh, what country you were supposed... Or you wanted to visit when you you grow up. And she uh, she put, I want to go to the country of Paris or Italy. Like, I-E-T-L-Y. Oh. Italy. Was she one of a set of twins also? Oh, that was Amanda or Ashley Goddard. Okay. I don't want to say any names. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's either one or the other. Nice. <clears throat> well, no, not yet. Okay. Working, on it. Working on it. In Every day. I work overtime when I can, my man. Uh, speaking of Czechoslovakia not being a uh, country anymore, you see here how I bumbled now? Like Czechoslovakia. Yeah, little, That's a weird yeah. name. Uh, the, do you remember, um, did you ever watch Animaniacs growing up? Mm-hmm. Great show. They did, uh, was it y- Wack? No. Yakko, Yakko Wacko. Yakko was the older one. Wacko was on with the with the hat, and then Dot was the girl. I don't yeah. Remember that much? Okay, so Yakko had the country song, and it was set to the uh, Mexican hat dance. Do you remember that at all? Mm-hmm. I feel like you should just bring that up real fast, really, just so I can give some context here. No, I don't want to get uh, copyrighted. Those people, um, the people. That I also just want to don't want to look it up. Animaniacs, sure. Uh, are going on tour to do like a bunch of songs. Oh, they've been doing that for a year now. I guess yeah. they're going on tour again. And they rewrote the song yeah. fan base for that. Uh, for yeah. But they rewrote the country song to include all the new countries that have come into existence. Oh. Like Dude, the three characters from that show have done every voice actor that you can imagine uh, for. Rob Paulson off the top of my head. Yeah, it's Rob Paulson is the. He, did, uh, he also played several of the Ninja Turtles. Well, he's literally everybody. If yeah. you, he's been everything from Disney to like the WB is shows. He, Goku? Like, he was on a podcast I was listening to for kind of funny, and he like did an impression for all the ones. Like apparently he plays uh, in the Goofy movie or in the show too. Um, not Max, but what's his friend like the PJ. PJ? He plays PJ, and he like did like the impression, but he started cursing with it. It was hilarious. That's amazing. I've heard he's the like, guy, oh um, fuck, Max! Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like, uh, he, I think he did the principal, uh, the principal Mazer or something like that. He's like <laughs> principal Mazer. He does one of the teachers. I don't remember which one. The electric chair. He's also in yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're gonna send him to the electric chair, and his dad's like, the electric chair. Gosh. I also saw um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy that does that did Doug's voice back in the day. Whoa. Uh, no. no. <laughs> I, I was still on the goofy. Oh, you're on the goofy. Just show. a goofy boy. I'm just uh, a goofy gentleman. The guy that did Doug also did uh, Roger, so that's interesting. But yeah, I, I saw a thing where like did like a bunch of his voices and he's just like cussing like crazy. He also does um, Fry from Futurama and the Red Eminem and uh, the... Remember Eminem? Oh, we'll, we'll get to it in a second. Oh, remember the Eminem's Lost in Vegas or whatever? Yeah, yeah. We were the, okay. The third time we went, like it was like tw- not twenty years. Goddamn it! It was like eight years later since the last time. Ten years later, yeah. It was like ten years later. It was kind of depressing. Because there was no one there. So just in case you for, for some reference context here, 
in, in Vegas, next to the MGM Grand, there's this big like uh, shopping mall, and on one side there's a three-story M&M store, store, and on the other side there's like a three-story Coca-Cola store. And when we first went there, we just we didn't know it was there. We wanted the, the M&M thing. It's cool. It had like a show, and we missed the show. It has a show? Yeah, it's, it has a 40 show where like stuff happens to like like at, like at Disneyland. It was so for the when it first opened because we were there probably the first year it opened. The M&Ms. Do I get to eat during the show? Uh, dude, no they joke. Give they give you free M and M's. Yeah, I like that. I think they still do. I don't know. I haven't gone recently. I heard they made a co- coffee nut like M and M's and like chili M and M's or something. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't tried them yet. But, but the, uh, and then the Coke complex was cool too because like. Dude, they they got rid of that fucking water fountain thing, but that was so badass when we were kids. Because the Coke fountain, they had okay. Uh So they had this wall that was like literally the size of Bryce's garage doors or whatever, and you put your cup, and there's like these weird little water gun spout things, and they shoot like a full glass of Coca Cola into your drink without spilling any of it. And then you can try different cokes from around the world. Like they had the Mexican Coke, which had real sugar, and then um. And they don't have that anymore. Yeah. So like back when back before Fanta was was in North America, well I guess no, it was in Mexico. So that counts. In yeah. The United States. Uh, you could see like Fanta orange and stuff, and then they had like watermelon soda from Japan and a bunch of crazy stuff like that. They were all pretty good too. It was, yeah, it was just cool to try all the different uh, types of soda. And then we ne- we went back the next year and they took it out. I don't know why, but that was like the coolest part. Yeah, the store's still there, but like the whole tour is gone, which is kind of shitty. That's shitty. Yeah, I probably cost too much to run. Think about it. Like, yeah. Well, I also so imagine that machine probably malfunctions eventually. Yeah. I suppose. Because it's, it's, you're working with a lot of PSIs and, and different, like, uh, well, like, it wasn't like one spout would shoot Coke. It was like 15 different ones would shoot, like, uh, an ounce each into your Coke uh, cup. Uh, dude, I, can't, I don't know what to Not do for you. you. But still, I'm sorry. Just go over there for a second. Do I can do that. <laughs> it's I'm sorry. It's, it is right here. But what, what, where was that? Um, where you walked out? Was it the Old Vegas where they have like the light show above you? Yeah, oh, I love that was yeah, always kind of cool. Vegas, yeah, where like the Gold Street. Nugget was. Yeah. yeah. They have a they have a giant slot machine called Slotzilla, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slot machine. You can uh, you can do the hang not the hang what do, you, what do you call that zip line? You can zip line across it, and Joel did it. I was like, oh, did he really? Yeah, I was like, I can't believe you. But then again, my, my parents and high. Joel were like blown away that we went on the roller coaster at New York, New York. It wasn't like, even that scary. I don't know. Like I still, I still have nightmares about that shit. Really? That dude, that ride's fucking intense because it hasn't been like maintained very well. No, well, that, that's the scary part. Is that that's what makes it a good ride. ride. But it's also above like I get vertigo in Vegas just staring at the buildings. Like I feel like I'm gonna fall over. I don't know. I know what you're talking about because every time you know why it's because we're not around big buildings that often. Like the biggest building around is either the new police station in San Bernardino or the Citibank building yeah. that you work in. Uh, you you don't work in, uh, but um. So when every time we go to like Vegas or we go into downtown LA, it like takes me a minute to get used to like the, how big the buildings are because they just tower over you. Yeah, especially on foot. And like, I remember when we stayed at the Wind. The Wind is like one of the bigger hotels in Vegas, which dude, it's super nice. Like when you're in the pool, then the building you can see it sway because of the wind and all that. Because yeah, Vegas okay. is notoriously windy and all that. And I don't know. There's a weird like. Uh, way they build buildings where it's like the wind won't affect it, but no, you can still you sway to, it. You have to, they can't be perfectly rigid or they'll just break. You yeah. Have to let them move with the wind a little bit. How do they design that though? And I don't know, just, just from an architecture standpoint, that's genius. The material has compression. Oh, really? Compression factor, and you have to design it 
See, I'm glad I have a friend like you because I always wonder, like, why don't they just tip over? Like, no, exactly. yeah. they, they do that so it doesn't tip over. It actually absorbs some of that like lateral motion. Because I was reading a thing a long time ago. It's like if you were to move from New York and you'd never worked in a building, like let's say you're on like the 40th or however many stories. Like they're like 120 stories, some of them. If you're up towards the top and you've never worked up there, it takes like months to get used to because like you're just swaying the entire day. Oh, okay, yeah. <coughs> when we went most recently, it was uh, me and our parents and Joel. We went to, um, oh shit, it's a, like a newer, it's like within the last five years, I can't, the Cosmopolitan is what it's called. Where, is that in downtown or is that in? Uh, no, it's right on the Strip. It's oh, okay. It's like a super nice hotel. Like it's like, it's like uh, Young Money like hotel, like everything oh. in there. It's very classy, but it's not like. I'd a, like to have Young Money. Yeah, so. <laughs> It's what, not what number old, is he on the uh, mic? Three. three, okay. It's a, it's like very classy, and they have a lot. You can tell they spent a lot of money on it, but it's not. There's no old people there whatsoever. It's like all youngsters, and like they had a kid robot toy store there, and I collect a lot of the kid robot figures, which are very expensive, and it was just cool. See that stuff? I don't know why I brought it there. Very expensive, but like Mr. Dink from Doug, bringing it back full Should circle. Show off there? Uh, no, it's more like it? it's more like a bad habit that I'm ashamed <laughs> of, and I'm like just trying to own up to it. All right. Uh, <laughs> So when you say only young people, is it like hipsters or something gross? No, or? like again, like uh, out, it, people that are just Maybe. that are young and have a lot of money, <laughs> like people driving like Ferraris and shit. How do you the, do that? Hold, hold How do you on, be young and have a lot of money. Wings on Thursday, my man. Yeah. All right, wings and things. Uh, but the thing that impressed me was the parking garage is. I just want to point out you guys were both muted. Uh, we were still picking you up, but I oh that I sucks. Forgot well, I didn't really say much yet, but that's fine. The but fire's you and Drew down. were still like making sounds, so making babies. Nice. Uh, the the parking garage under, under this place, the Cosmopolitan, has a. It's like it's underneath it, and it goes down like four stories underneath the hotel, which mm-hmm. is cool. But the best part about the parking garage is uh, they have uh, little lights over every parking space, and if it's red, obviously there's a car there, and oh. if it's not, if it's green, it's open. And like that is a blessing, That's dude. Smart. In Vegas, so you're not just driving around like a mm-hmm. dipshit trying to find like a place to park. It's That's fucking really great. great. I imagine that wasn't like. Like destroyed the budget or anything. That's just a nice. No, feature. and it's yeah. That see, that's how you can tell it was like classy because yeah. it was like mm, I'll appreciate this. Yeah, it's I also little, really the little things make it classy sometimes. The opposite of that was the uh, the Red Rock Hotel, Freaky which is shoot. like uh, like a good twenty minutes away from the street, but uh, the Strip. But uh, it's more like older people there. But it's super nice. Uh, we uh, we should check that out if we go back to Vegas anytime in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I want to. They, before, they had before Drew leaves if like because summertime I don't. I don't really have that many obligations because there's no huge caterings or concerts or anything like that. I could probably take three or four days off and just have like someone else cover for me. Because uh, also, to be fair, I'm covering for like you going to Vegas pretty soon, and then ooh, a Vegas lot of is one of the few places right. that uh, will accept a medical card from out of state. So, oh, is that a like a, a point of pride for you? Uh, it's just a just if that's something you need to know, how you know Arizona also. There's very few. I think Colorado probably, but I don't think you even need one there. You don't even <laughs> need one there. Yeah, it's decriminalized. Now that's on the that's on the ballot this year for California to be a recreational state, right? Pass. You don't think so? No. Why not? Because uh, the voters here, don't show up for it. Yeah, there's the problem of that. I believe that they get too high. California <laughs> is just hard. Like people think of it as just like the bluest state there is. But uh-huh. you got to remember, we we're notoriously blue because our state capital is in the northern blue area. Yeah. It's, but you got to remember that there's also like California is also a really Republican state. You just don't really think about it. There's a lot it. of them there. Yeah, it's just it's notoriously hard to predict. Yeah. Well, like think about it this way, like uh all of our like policies <laughs> and shit are done up north, but like we're the size of three different states, which mm-hmm. is why we have all these weird gas taxes and car right. taxes and all that that you're like how does why does that affect us? We like for instance, in Northern California, you can walk or ride a bike to your job right. probably pretty easily. 
down here, I can't ride a bike to my job. No, of it, I, I live like 11 miles away from my job. LA is not San Francisco. I don't exactly. think anyone disagree with that. So it's just like that's why we have like weird also, voters LA show up. Is such a large mm-hmm. area. Like there's like sub cities within LA. Like kind of like San Diego is the same way. Yeah. But in California also economically we are very to the left. Yeah. Socially not always. Yeah. Like I said, it, it's hard to tell. Yeah. We did. So. Uh, I remember in, in high school there was that Prop Eight. Was that the? Well, yeah. Air? And it took like eight tries to get that passed. Which yeah. is as a testament. Which that was, was kind of surprising. Prop Eight was to define marriage as between a man and a okay, woman yeah, I in the California Constitution. Because I, I remember the stickers for that were oh, just I it was the everywhere. No, no, no. It was just yeah. It was yes means no to gay marriage. Yeah. It, it's, All right. Yeah. All right. yeah. But they, version. Uh, <laughs> but the way they purposely worded it so that it was hard for people to understand, so they thought people that were voting uh, no were voting yes and vice versa. You so think so? Yeah. Nah. Because a lot of times it was voting, me, voting yes means no to gay marriage, right? Voting yes, because the proposition was to add to the the uh, California you know constitution that a marriage is between a man or a woman. So if you vote yes for that you are saying no to gay marriage. See, and I remember we in our, because we went to a private school for, I feel like we have like a weird edge on most podcasts because everyone just went to public school, so we always have this weird little... Well, also, you should mention it, it was a religious, it was like a Christian, well, non- non-denominational. School, it's, it's usually... Not necessarily. <clears throat> private schools are 90% Catholic, I would say. Unless it's a prep school, that's different. Around here, yeah, and I, yeah. there's a lot of Catholic schools and a very um, few Like Aquinas is really, and no, uh, modern day is like a huge, like for sports anyway, but... um. Like I remember, we were like in class, we're like let's do a vote on it, let's see how everybody is, and like everybody was like I don't understand, like like we all voted, <laughs> yeah. we all voted no, but which was like yeah, they do, you, totally. do you remember? Do you remember <laughs> when we went to uh, the Museum of Tolerance? Oh no, <laughs> and uh, not, not not laughing at Jews, but there's a uh, there's a thing in there where like <laughs> they have complicated social issues, and you sit like four to a table, <laughs> and you have to everyone has to like secretly vote on what they think. And we all voted yes on the, uh, like, this to pass a law to make it legal to, like, Photoshop child pornography Yeah, or something. something like that. And, like, I remember somebody <laughs> came over and was, like, very upset because, I, I, like, they keep the stats. Well, don't, don't give us a well, fucking Well, yeah, option. well, what is the point of, like, here, make this choice and then come over and yell uh, you at you know what I just remembered? Like and I want to, I really want to talk about this now. So we get there, and the very first thing they do, and they also, I believe there's a South Park episode about yes, this place. Yes, there is. The first thing they do is there's a door <coughs> that says, uh, like, if you're not racist, go through this door. If you are racist, go through this door. And the, the guide which was like... Which did Jimmy go through? Well, the, the guide was like, which door do you, do you think we should go to or go through? And I said, the racist one. <laughs> but I wasn't being a little shit. I was like... I, oh, you thought you were playing along? Like, well, no, I was like, I, I know that the non-racist door doesn't go anywhere. It's like the fucking Winchester right. mystery house where it just opens to a brick wall But you or were something. wrong. No, it was the only door you can go through is the racist one. And oh. I, I knew that ahead of time just because I read... That's what I meant by playing the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not... You know a, what they're doing. You wouldn't ask the question if that wasn't what was going to happen. Correct. So I was playing ahead of the rest of the team, and they looked at me like I was a like fucking asshole. And I'm like, prove me wrong. Yep. Like, open that door. You can't, because it's not a real door. So <laughs> then you, you go through this door, and it just shouts like racial slurs at you as you walk through. And, and you is, shout them back? <laughs> <laughs> which is in South Park. It, that, but you know what, though? I will say, that place was fucking fascinating. That, like... I don't they, remember much from it. You don't remember like they they re, they recreated, you blocked it out. <laughs> they recreated to like a, a Disneyland level uh, the uh, like forties uh, uh, Germany like Nazi occupied right. Germany. And you walk through and there's like uh, and at one point you go through a gas chamber which is mm-hmm. really dark but like just the level of like detail and stuff. I remember being like really absorbed in that. And they give you a little card and it's like uh, we didn't get to go to that. I don't know oh, why. Really? I went to one in uh, 
San Diego? DC, DC, when we took our senior trip. You know what? I think that's why, because they move them around. Like, Body Worlds wasn't there. Like, they moved oh, it to Vegas. I'm pretty no, sure no, no, no. That, that's, that's always there in LA. No, they moved it for a while. Like, it went to Vegas. It was no, a Body Worlds, yeah. But the Museum of Tolerance yeah. is like a permanent fixture. No, no, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, the, I, remember, I thought maybe that was the case. Oh, no. no uh, we yeah. went, I went to the Body Worlds Museum like three times. Like, we went in uh, eighth grade, ninth grade, and eleventh grade. Mm. I went there when, when we all went there. And then I went there again recently with Joel for like a different exhibit. That, I that, still like it. It's pretty that cool. That museum, the Body Worlds was gone. But that museum is is cool. It has some cool stuff in there. Yeah, I they um. I mean, we'll talk more about the museum tolerance. But I just remember the the body world one was cool, except for like the day after we left, like it was in the news that someone had stolen like the baby fetuses. Yeah, like yeah. That. And then there was a moment where like everyone's like, "Come on, guys!" And it's like, "You really think we would steal a baby fetus?" <laughs> Wasn't there also some kind of controversy because they found out that those were like. All of those bodies came from China, and it yeah, I, I think it. I think it was a little less clear whether the when they were alive they wanted that. I think was yeah, kind of yeah, the controversy. Yeah, there was there was no clear. Uh, yeah, or, or maybe it was that they donated their bodies to science, but not really to art. Yeah, kinda, so it, it, was, it was like, like art that. versus science kind of. That's how but I imagine like, it went. I don't really remember. I I learned shit there, so like it's still fine. Yeah, I, you I don't could see not learn because Mr. Herbert, our teacher, made oh you yeah, take we a did too. We were the only school that had a worksheet, and we had to do like a scavenger hunt and go around and find all this information and like I remember I just didn't do it I was like fuck that yeah it was just, you just throw that the away one I remember very clearly because I was like oh that's how gravity works I was like there's a, a dude on a skateboard doing like a, a like a vert ramp like handstand thing but his dong is like facing oh. down towards his face too because of gravity and like I don't know if this man was uh, of like a, a black persuasion or whatever but he was very well endowed well endowed yeah and it was just like his dick was also hanging tin <laughs> so like oh he, he got vertical is all I'm saying uh, we but I just there, remember like huh when we went there with Joel's school recently, this is like three years ago, four years ago, um, they had the uh, space shuttle there because remember they flew it. Oh, okay, over. yeah, 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 like drove through yeah. LA or something. And this guy is talking about like how expensive the space shuttle was, just just explaining like this was a very expensive project and all this stuff. And I'm sure it, it was. just yeah, just just like just informationally, my dad from the back of the room shouts out. I can't remember what he said, but he started like arguing with this guy about like it was worth the money and all this stuff. I immediately just ducked and walked away because my dad was like, <laughs> everything is a political jab to him. But he was pro NASA. Yeah, I wouldn't have. As I wouldn't have guessed. Be. Well, yeah, but I, I wouldn't have guessed. It that was like he I liked was, his tax. It was one of the most that. embarrassing things. Like he started arguing with this guy, and the guy was just clue. He was like, I, "Sir." I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> so they don't pay me enough. Yeah, but the best thing about that was they you could, you could go into like a, a like a fake space shuttle and it would like simulate what it was like to to launch off and stuff mm, like that. That's Did, they, cool. they didn't simulate what it was like like for the Challenger oh. or anything like that though, which would have been interesting. Oh, that went dark. Yeah, it went dark. <laughs> <laughs> I just that happens. I mean, we can't deny. Like it, you're right. Yeah, it's true. I, I just felt like one in ten or something should have exploded just so the kids are like, "Well, you didn't make it." Because to bring it back to the museum, because <laughs> then it's like say, the museum of tolerance. To bring it back yeah. to the museum of tolerance. When you when you start like ninety percent of the kids didn't make they it. give you like a little Pokemon card with like stats and stuff yeah. of like a, a Holocaust. Uh, um, it's like how positive your character was. What would you participate? A victim would be the word. <laughs> okay, there you go. I was like, how do you? How would I word that? Because not all of them died, so they're not. They no, all, but a like prisoner. Ninety percent of them. Uh, we, we you, like you scan the card. It's like yeah, your person died, and you're like oh gee thanks I guess. Like, I mean like yeah. they died, so they, they that they're worse off than me as a little kid. Being like oh that's. I remember Sean came back, Corgan. He's like yeah fuck yeah I, I lived. Like, <laughs> he's probably the only one. I remember everyone we knew. They all, all their people died. It was either him or Seth. I think like Seth lived. He was bragging about it forever. Yeah. <laughs> to this day. Yeah. He was like, I think I, I died. Survived it. Survived that camp. I was like you didn't though. Yeah. If you're in LA, you can always say that now. Uh, I, it's worth checking out. I thought like uh, I mean I. I hesitate to say that I had a good time, but it was uh, it was like an eye-opening experience. Like Educational? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
sort of like what I imagine, like which the exact opposite of that is when they have those Christian theme parks and they like simulate the Jesus thing where where what they put them on the cross. Theme park, you ever heard about that before? Uh-uh. There's like a That's couple. A thing? There's a couple Christian theme parks. I, one of them, I, I'm pretty sure, is in Branson, Missouri. And um, what they do is like they have a show every day, like at noon or something, where they drag Jesus through the town and oh, like beat him. I think and I've it's heard all of that. Shit. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It was a praise land? No, that's from the Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> I know you're, I know that they have that, but I didn't know that was a thing. There's like a Vice style. It's not actually Vice, but there's a Vice style Drowned. documentary about uh, the the kid whose dad uh, built that place, who turned out to be like uh, got in trouble for like embezzling money and all this shit, of course. Yeah. And uh, he like tours you around. It's like an abandoned theme park, like uh, like Spirited Away. And he's like, yeah, I used to gr- I, like I grew up here. Like, it's weird to see this place like completely empty. And you see, it's the the notion of a Christian theme park is so bizarre too. Yeah, it's, like, that's and especially weird. if they're like simulating. Is there what would you call that? Where, where like they hung Jesus on the cross? Is there a term for that? Like the execution? Crucifixion? There you go, the crucifixion. There is a term. I knew there was. I knew it was at the back. Of my a head. mock <laughs> crucifixion. Yeah, so, well, yeah, really, mock not crucif- a real one. Right? It's yeah, which is uh, oh, that's crazy to me that like people would go and Speaking take their kids of to that. Not a real one. Uh, it was like in New Zealand or something like that. I, I told you about this that they were doing a play for oh. a high school for uh, Sweeney Todd, which I don't know. Are you familiar with that? Uh, didn't it's like the uh, demon barber of Fleet Street? Yeah, I know that one actor. Johnny Depp. Yeah. 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 Well, like in the play, that's all I know. They like slit people's throats and all that. Well, uh, to make the play look real, because everyone knows that when you're when you're watching a play, if it doesn't look real, it's not a good play. I agree. Which also is like the nearest person to the actor is probably thirty feet away. If you're watching a play, you already lost. So yeah, fair. Your time's already wasted. (laughs) Never been to a good one. Um, I'd love to go see the Book of Mormon. Yeah, Uh, even on religious news, I heard it's hilarious. But yeah, I mean the I don't. You can listen to it on tape and all that, but I don't know that that just the songs though. Oh, I don't know. So, I thought the whole thing was a musical. Uh, I'd like to hear the whole thing anyway. Go to but uh, the teacher for the play or whatever, I, th- I want to say it was New Zealand. I could be wrong. Um, <clears throat> bought like real razor blades from that era or like, the, the, like the neck shaving ones. And uh, which, by the way, we'll, we'll get to the haircut thing after this. But um, like they put tape over them to prevent them from being sharp and all that. Which, by the way, those are very sharp. Because yeah, I'll cut right through the tape. A razor will cut through tape, and, so... Huh. <laughs> and not one, but both of the students who were giving them a fake shave cut the throat of the kid that they were shaving. Oh one my. of them just got like kind of like a deep cut. The other one literally had to go to the hospital and get like a shitload of stitches and get oh, stapled geez. shut. Now that's a story you'll have for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, well, not only a story, but a scar. And a lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know how it works in Kiwi land, but <laughs> here would be a lawsuit. For sure, well, everything would be... Do up. you realize... I knew it. Do you realize how scary that would be, though? Like, pretty darn scary. To I one, tongs well, like that. You probably, I don't know who it's worse for. Obviously, the kid who got his throat cut, it would be worse. It would for be worse for him, yeah. But for the kid that did it, it's like you're never gonna live that down. Like, oh, don't give this kid a knife. Like, yeah, you just play it off. Yeah. <laughs> But that would suck so bad to be the kid. He's like, I was just trying to be an actor. And yeah. He's like, slid. I didn't even want to be in this play. <laughs> and I, I was wondering if they were going to include photos of it, but they're like, no, nah, we're going to not do that. No, that would be a, it, it distasteful. Yeah. But like that, that's scary as fuck. But it's like, who thought that a piece of tape would stop a fucking razor blade? Because let's be real, when you open a box that has tape on it, what do you usually use? I don't know, a pair of scissors right. that has. Well, also, so you, you decide you want the real razor blades for the look. And then yeah. you decide to wrap them in tape. Yeah, that's and ruin also, the look. Doesn't make sense. It's like, yeah. then just use a fake one. Like I don't. I feel like the teacher just wanted to kill them or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, the, there's, there's a movie. Maybe yeah, a more a more sinister take to that. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, that would make a good movie actually. Like to recreate that play. Is that the gallows? The gallows, literally. Yeah, someone dies during the school play, and uh, what like, play were they doing? They're like Macbeth or something. Like something that like that. Some sort of Shakespeare book, bullshit. Man in the auditorium. 
Phantom of the Auditorium. Did you ever see? You know what? My one of my favorite uh, Disney Channel original movies was that Phantom of the Megaplex. Like I still, that was a good one. I'll still. Watch or my that. mom's dating like a vampire is a good one too. That was a good one too because it had, because it played the tropes of all the vampires. Like the uh, yeah, the spoon thing was genius. Like that from a writing standpoint for a kids movie, like that was cool. Like the way they found out he was a vampire was they went to dinner and they're like spying on her their mom who's dating a vampire who they suspect to be a vampire the titular vampire and then like literally he's like looking at a spoon and he doesn't have a reflection oh. that's pretty smart for a kid's story they could have just been like there's a mirror he doesn't have a reflection that's true that is and the mom was good, um, was Chelsea something from she was from um, Chelsea Lately do you remember do you remember uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch um, oh the mom yeah Aunt Zelda I think. oh yeah or Hilda. Hilda or Zelda I one of those Zelda because there was two of them but Zelda is a boy name yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got me first. I was like, "Mother." Zelda's the green one, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's from Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. It smells like spice, right. whatever it's burning. Yeah, that was a that was a cool movie because it, it had um was it uh, David Carradine from um uh, from Revenge of the Nerds Kill Bill. and stuff and uh, no that's uh, his dad John Carradine. No, David Carradine's the the son the, the guy that died from autoerotic asphyxiation. Mm. What's the what's his? It was his what a son. Way to go. His son? It's it's Bill from Kill Bill's son is is in that movie. He plays like the. It might be John Carradine. Then I don't know, but uh, David Carradine's the dad. But I think John Carradine is also an old actor who's also related to these three people. Oh, I don't know. But, I, I just know David's like he was in like it, martial but, arts. Point, movies. point being is that it had like some like B list actual good actors though, like mm-hmm. as opposed to just like whoever they found from Disney. Smart House shows. is pretty good. Smart House, Smart House. not a good movie, Smart but House. like a fun like. Also, uh, it has uh, what's her name from? Uh, she plays Leela on, on Futurama, and and uh, Peggy from. Oh, uh, oh, um, oh, what's her name? Oh, from uh, Married with Children. Uh huh. Uh, Kathy. No, you're thinking of Kathy Griffin. That's not her name. Um, no, um, I think her name is Kathy something. She's also in. Uh, was more recently was on that motorcycle show, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, right, right. I just watched Married with Children too. I don't know. Why I can't oh, tell you this. Uh, but yeah, she was the house. Yeah, just call her Peg. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, that that's right. Good. She was the house. I remember that, that was a good one. And then at one point, like she materializes as like a real person. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. I remember in that movie too. There's a there's a, a point where like the kids reading Spawn in bed. And I remember like, oh, Spawn is in a Disney Channel show. Like that's oh, pretty Katie was. Seagull. Katie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She pops up in a lot of stuff. She was in um, she was uh, if I remember correctly, wasn't she John Locke's wife on Lost before he hit, uh, was paralyzed and go, goes to the island? You know, I don't remember because... Because I remember seeing her and being like, oh, she's like a serious actress sometimes. Do you remember me and dad were like the only ones that watched Lost in the house before? Yeah. It was like season two and we're like, this show is really good. And Rob was like, I'll start the show. And that was like the, the early days of like... I want to say season torn. three. Season three I, is where it goes off the rails. I actually started watching it um, back when Netflix still sent discs out. Like I was... I was yeah, renting, you rent, you got the discs. I, I was renting that. the discs from Netflix to watch it, yeah. You know, that they still do that, but just no one does it. Yeah. Like I would I, I would imagine there's a warehouse somewhere that like, they have workers like, you want VTO? Because yeah. no one's getting these discs. They don't even offer it in uh, Canada well, anymore. I know what they do because every once in a while I want to watch a show on Netflix and it'll be like, oh, sorry, it's not on here disc anymore. Only. But you can still get the disc. It's like no, you can't call me into doing more. that. Like, yeah. That should be cheaper. That should be free or like yeah, I would pay for that if it wasn't so. Expensive. Also, how do you guys feel about them raising the price for one ninety nine? It's fine. Uh, well, it you know what? Me yet, Here's but. the thing. Uh, I listened to another <clears throat> podcast, uh, kind of funny again, and the guy Colin Moriarty was talking about Netflix and Spotify and all that, and he goes. He's like, if you really think about it, we're robbing these companies because he's like, if if you have Netflix and you watch like we, me and Rob watch, it's always sunny every night. I've seen every episode, but it's just like a comfort thing and we have mm-hmm. it on in the background. We should uh, also talk about Master of None in a minute. Yeah, dude, that show's great. Yeah. Uh, we should watch another episode tonight. But um, I watched a bunch while you fell asleep. I've seen like up to episode five now. Oh fuck, <laughs> it, it's a good show. Um, 
But like, think about it. Spotify for me, it's twelve ninety nine a month or something like that. But if you're a student, it's like six dollars. <throat> yeah, it's I plan to get it get it when I'm a student. But think about it. Let's say you listen to an album. You literally have paid for like, let's say Kanye West listens to the whole Life of Pablo. It's like eighteen tracks or whatever. You've already paid for Spotify <laughs> Premium because you could have just bought the album for sixteen dollars. You know I what I'm saying? But I I listen to Spotify every day on the way to work, at work, on the way home from work. So it's like if you really want to do the math, I'm probably paying like three cents a day to use Spotify Premium for like the month. And Netflix, it's like we literally have probably gone through that 70 show Family Guy, uh, American Dad, and It's Always Sunny, Bob probably Bears, a couple hundred times each. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not It's Always Sunny yet. We've probably gone through It's Always Sunny 30 or 40 times. But like it's gen- it's basically free at that point. So it's like I have no. I used to be at a point where I was like, I don't want to pay for anything, so I'll torn everything. I'm kind of at the point now where I'm like, I want to support things. Like Rocket League is a great example. Well, Netflix yeah. is just a good value. Netflix I'd occasionally yeah. too has a real like some real gems in the horror section stuff yeah. that you wouldn't have heard about otherwise. And the documentary section too. How many times do you are you hanging out with somebody at like a kickback or something, and they're like, oh, I saw this weird documentary on Netflix, and, every, and everyone in the room's like, oh, I saw that too. Yeah, like that they, used to not exist. I remember <clears> if you saw a documentary before like 2004, everyone's like, what do you what? What's yeah, a why would you watch? That? I feel like uh, what Super Size Me kind of brought those into vogue, where everyone was. I like, think yeah. I I think Super Kinda, Size Me yeah. made it like more accessible for people because it's not really a documentary so much as like look at this guy eat fast food. A lot of people, they, you know, it sort of walks the line between documentary and reality show. That yeah. one does. Hmm. A lot of people really despise that movie because like it's really over dramatic. No, yeah, there's that, and there's no. Um, it, I think it's totally unfair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a and movie. then there's another documentary where a guy did it and did it healthily. He's like, yeah, you don't need to eat a fucking weight. cheeseburger three times a day. He's like, right. you get a salad, you can do this, all those other things. He's like. He actually lost weight eating nothing but McDonald's. I think it was called Fathead. Yeah. And like a, a, a big part of that movie was him trying to contact, um, what's that guy's name? Do you remember? Uh, the from, guy from Super yeah. Size Me? Um, Mr. Super Size? I can't remember anyone's name tonight. Anyway, so the, he kept trying to contact that guy and his like lawyers and stuff to, to find out what <clears throat> um, like what his actual log was for the diet so that he could compare them nutritionally and see. And he couldn't get it. And they, yeah, and they, they would not respond to the guy. Which I find interesting. Well, not that they have to, but it's like that's, yeah. I mean, you know, the the, they would, well, well, what would be the like, benefit to them responding? He's sure, either yeah. he's going to try to make you look Makes bad, look bad yeah. movie, right? Not responding, but yeah. but, it, but he could make them look bad. Oh, with Morgan's that data, so don't, you know. Which is a weird name. Morgan Freeman, of course. How could I forget? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, don't be your own executioner on that one. But uh, I, I wouldn't have sent I it either. I watched that new Pee Wee Herman movie on there. I heard it was good. Um, and we start. We watched a couple episodes of that Master of None with Aziz Ansari and uh, Eric Wareheim from Tim and Eric is like his friend in that show. He is like one of the funnier characters. Yeah, too. He's, I, I, it's like I just want to show about that guy. Like, I mean, the well, show's my, funny. My but. overall point was too. Like, you, even if you're just like, hey, I watch these TV shows that I could watch on TV every night. It's like think about it this way: they're giving you original programming, and not only original programming, really good original programming. Yeah. Like, love yeah, it or hate it, Daredevil stands out as like a well-produced show and like a well-good. Even Jessica show. Jones, which I didn't love, I it was still worth checking out. You yeah. Know? Well, and then you also have shows that were Emmy award winning, like House of Cards. Well, that's yeah, the only one. But like House of Cards is like a Orange is the New Black for like good two seasons was an excellent show. It's like you you pay you you pay ten two uh, you pay ten dollars a month for three months and a new a new series is airing or a season up. Like Narcos is really good. I still haven't seen that. I really want it's to. literally like well, watching I Making a Murder is another like, yeah that was like worth Narcos is like uh, imagine like The Godfather. Like it's basically that, it, like in the <laughs> second Godfather movie where they're in Italy the whole time, but obviously they're in um, was it what country? Spain? No, it's um Puerto, Puerto Rico. Uh, uh, Pablo Columbia? Escobar. Colombia. Colombia. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, <clears throat> uh, we all can't remember shit tonight. Yeah, but Jesus. it's like it's the same thing where it's like the like a Sport family 19. business or whatever, and then like uh half the show is like in nothing but uh Spanish, and then the other half is like uh, the, the American agents or whatever trying to track them down and shit like that. It's a really well done show. And it's like. 
I it's so my dad hates everything and like same. He, I was watching episode three and my dad comes in halfway through episode three and was like this is really good and then finishes the series without going episode one two or three at wow. all and then he's like that was a really good show when are they airing the new new season and I was like a year from now yeah like, my dad gets pissed because like I, takes, I also get pissed it takes like, time to make TV shows just put them all out like come on they do stop. but like it takes time to make them then make them all first so I can binge watch it and be done with well, it that's what they the, do though like every like think about it I thought. We, it would be a while before Daredevil season two came out. Like it felt like it was it like, like not I that feel long. Like a year to, to the day. Or oh, yeah. well, it was April fourteenth last year, and then like April. So a little bit earlier than a year. Or March fourteenth. But I'd already year. forgotten everything about it. And like, it just took too long. Like just film them no, all. No, that's a really good turnaround time. Like no, I, I'm sure it is. But well, what I don't might... like is when you have shows like Game of Thrones, where like they used to be <clears> really good, and then like you have to wait a whole year. But like to get ten episodes, and now I have to wait ten weeks to watch all ten. It's like that show doesn't lend itself to waiting each week. That is a binge watch show for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> which I think HBO was smart to get on the whole like let's put out uh, HBO Go and all that. Also, uh, Silicon Valley. If you've ever, uh, I've has, heard good things about it's, that. It's amazing. If you like King of the Hill and like Judge or whatever, thing. you'll love it. Not to mention, uh, like I told you, like the, the the algorithm for how many dicks you could jerk off inside of a, right. uh, an auditorium was hilarious. But. Um, yeah, like I don't, I don't know that the price increase bothers me at all. A lot of people seem to hate it, but it's like I feel like it was just the thing to hate that day because maybe Trump didn't say anything for a week or sure. I, I didn't hear or Hillary didn't about do it. Anything. I don't Netflix know. also has a history now because of the Flickster thing of uh, <clears throat> pissing people off. You know, yeah. So I, I, w- I would wonder how many people even remember that whole debacle, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't. And also, I wonder how many people that were mad about the price increase are current subscribers. Yeah. All of them. But Netflix also has a model where people... <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> I feel like they are. Like, why would you be mad about it? if you know? People love to be people mad. People love to be mad. Especially, especially on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they probably love Especially it. people with no stake in the game for some reason. <laughs> that is a good point. God yeah. damn it. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying that's what I've noticed. No, you're right. Because, yeah, I understand. <laughs> well, like, if, think about it this way. A lot of people are mad about Scarlett Johansson being cast in the Ghost in the Shell movie, which I'm... I don't, have you heard of Ghost have, in the Shell? No. It's, it's uh, an anime. It's an anime about well, I mean, it's more accessible mm-hmm. than like a like a full on like Akira. Is or whatever. it though? Because like that, I movie, feel like if we gave Drew Akira in Ghost and Shell, he'd probably lean more towards Ghost in the Shell. Akira has more action in it. Like, uh, Ghost but Ghost in the, the Shell is more about like Ghost cyber. Ghost in the Shell is very heady. It's like it's dense. There's so many layers, so much going on. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. The movie's not too bad. The show's where it gets too dense. Uh, I haven't seen the show yet, so I don't know. But um, I would. They're I would mad that like your... Scarlett Johansson's getting cast in a in an Asian role or whatever. But like, but I, she's I not watched, Asian. Exactly. Yeah, but the here's point. the thing: is she playing an Asian character? She's playing a cyborg, so it doesn't really matter. Well, oh, well, yeah, then it doesn't me, matter. Well, let me just like, say that the the titular ghost in the shell, like the ghost, yeah. is like her soul, and it's occupying that cyborg's body. Yeah. So it's not even necessarily it's Asian just by. I mean, I don't see. I don't. Want, I'm playing devil as devil's advocate here. Like, I obviously I love anime. I love Japan, and, and it would be great if they could find. Uh, a Japanese. Did you watch Max Landis's video explaining why no, that it's a I good mean, pick? I'm sure I could tell what he what he was saying. Well, he was saying that he goes, it's it's he goes, it's society's fault that they couldn't uh, pick an Asian character because the movie wouldn't get made if it was an Asian character. He's like, the reason why Scarlett Johansson is getting picked is because she's. He's like, we don't really have actors anymore. We have ten on each side. It's like we have five female actors that everybody knows of: Scarlett Johansson, like Julia Roberts, or whatever. Like he listed off names few. come up every time. And then you have men actors. It's like uh, Ben Affleck, uh, right. Matt Damon, uh, Brad Pitt. It's like if they're not in the movie, then people won't go see it. Like, which is why Ryan Reynolds is, are, is in all these like weird sci-fi. Is that really movies. a thing? I don't think yeah, I've they, ever once watched they, a movie because like, well, I gotta go see my favorite. But you're actor. not a normal like movie. They did if a study like, a few years ago where they found out that the um, there are still a handful of stars. 
uh, Brad Pitt, Will Smith, um, and there's a couple others that people will go see their movies just because they're in them. Yeah, it's not what? as it's not like it was in the '80s where people would be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, I'll go see that. But yeah. it is still it's still a thing. It's like a weird brand loyalty thing. I feel like our generation that is maybe so strange. Is I don't think I've that. ever met anyone that was like, well, I got to go see this because you know blank actors or in Tom it. Cruise. Is it's just people that are like the, they're moviegoers, but they're uninformed moviegoers. They'll go see a movie because okay. like yes. for instance, uh, Will Smith, like that movie he did with his son made a lot of money, but like it was Afterwards. terrible. See, yeah, if, after, but it, because he was in it. Right. If Maybe if there's a movie that I'm on the fence about, but I'm like, well, this actor's done me right in the past, well, I that's think one it, thing. It's the more of, side of that is me and Willie will go see, like if we see, oh, Tom Hardy's in this, we'll go, we'll, we'll seek it out. Because or, or I know Gosling, an actor like Tom Hardy and like Ryan Gosling. Or, or Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, they pick their movie roles very carefully. <laughs> Oddly enough. Hmm. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about that. Like, he brought up a good point. He goes... It's he's always it's your fault because if they would have made this movie with an Asian actor, you probably wouldn't even watch the trailer. But because the fact that Scarlett Johansson has been Black Widow for the past ten years, you're gonna go see it because you're like, oh, I know Scarlett Johansson because the same thing was true of Lucy. That movie Lucy was uh, made yeah. by the guy who made uh, La Femme Nikita, which is about a French assassin lady. The movie's garbage, by the way. Not La Femme Nikita, but uh, Lucy. Lucy, yeah. La Femme Nikita is great. Uh, yeah. But it's like that movie wouldn't get made nowadays unless it had an A-list woman actor. Like other than Scarlett Johansson and like. Who else? Okay, who else would you name as like a famous woman, like an actress? Angelina uh, Jolie. Angelina Jolie, She's not I guess. Do it. She's probably too old at this know. point to do. But just name me like movie. four or five random like actresses that, you, that are A list actresses. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, it's hard. Yeah, uh, Britney Spears. <laughs> um, he brought up a good point. He's like, sh- he's like, this movie wouldn't get made without her. Because see that, think that, about it. But that's not the point that those people are making, though. No. They're making a point. They're like, well, you can't have a, a white girl yeah. play an Asian actress. Well, but because to them, too, the like movie. He said, he's, like, we, he's like, name other than Lucy Liu, who is way too old to play this character. You can't name any yeah. A-list action celebrities that are uh, anywhere near popular in the United States, let alone the world. He's like, we used to have Jet Li, we used to have Jack Chan, but what happened was he stopped going to see those movies because they, I don't know if you're not interested like westerns went away and now they're mm-hmm. kind of coming back but the, those Asian martial arts movies went away too which was like Jet Li the one that would not make any money nowadays but that movie made a shitload of money back in the day because he was an A-list actor like Jet Li used to be a household name and right. then like uh, like it's just well the problem too it, is a uh, uh, Mamoru Oshii, if I'm saying his name correctly, who is the director of Ghost in the Shell, also directed a, a movie called Blood, the Last Vampire. Mm-hmm. Now, a few years ago, that movie got made into a live-action American adaptation, and if I'm pretty sure, like 99%, you can look it up, starred, uh, um, I don't know about Japanese, but at least an Asian uh, lead female, and that movie went direct to DVD. Now, yep. if they, it, the same thing... It also had the budget of like... 13 million the same thing would have happened with a ghost in the shell if they announced like some somebody that nobody no that wasn't a household name like willie's saying well i can i can't even name you an asian actress's name also and, like, that's on that's on me obviously but right. I, my, I'm like, I'm lucy lou huh? lucy lou she's retired though i don't Boom. i don't think she's in anything anymore she's like 55 there's that one woman who was in um uh sideways and uh that's was, lucy lou is no it's not right it's not it's is it karen o yeah, I think so, yeah. No. Okay, Catherine O. Karen O. Catherine Karen O's from... Zeta yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's something it's like Catherine that. O. It's, it's something, something O, I think. But, um, yeah, but she's not, like, an action star. And no, and it doesn't have the record... record the recognition. Isn't, a, isn't Japan remaking... Um, Godzilla? Uh, no. <laughs> what? Yes. That's the thing, yeah. They just announced that, like, two days ago. I thought you were bringing really? it up. Really? Oh, um, it looks really good, by the way. Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, they're yeah and, it, and it's gonna be they're gonna be Japanese, right? Yeah. Here, here's so the problem with the Ghost in the Shell, and then that it's like 
they gave it to an American studio and they're not going to, like, if we gave Ghost in the Shell to a Japanese company, the same thing that's going to happen to Full Metal Alchemist, the same thing that's happened to every other Japanese movie. Like, look at look at the trailer for Attack on Titan, which is arguably the next Full Metal Alchemist in terms of popularity and money-making. It looks shitty, dude. I it looks it god-awful. it is the best-selling manga in America right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think One Piece is usually up on the top of the charts too, but or Naruto. Like I'm speaking from my own opinion, but like I, a lot of people were hyped on that movie and the video game that was coming out for it. Like I watched that trailer and I was like, wow, you guys really didn't have a budget for this because it looks terrible. Like or they, like the Death Note movie was another one. Yeah, I think we talked about this on the podcast. When you watch before. the Attack on Titan trailer, they put this weird orangey red filter to kind of mirror the anime, but it's also because they don't have a budget. They don't have a good cinematographer. They don't have a director of photography. They don't. I mean, there's good films coming out of Japan. Oh yeah, for sure. But, but they're, they're not anime. They movies. don't. They don't sort of allocate the the funds that we do in America to make these big blockbuster movies because they know people are going to go. So they're not trying. Here's the thing. When we make a, say a Transformers or a Ninja Turtles or whatever Michael Bay type movie over here, we're, there's we're a reason thinking, why Shia LaBeouf and Mark Wahlberg are the, the main stars. Of those well, we're, we're thinking uh, for foreign, foreign uh, um, markets, how we're going to make money off of other countries. But, which is why we put our movies over in China. Which is why they have a lot of explosions and big budget action and stuff. But like when they, when they, if they're making like the Full Metal Alchemist movie in Japan, they, they could give a shit if we see it in America. It's not yeah, for us. It's as for them. As far as they're concerned. I remember the, um, the guy that directed the anime Serial Experiments Lane, which was hugely popular in America. I'm not entirely sure why, but it just really took off in America when it, it came out. It was Adult Swim. I remember, well, it was on uh, G4. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Paranoia Agent. You're right. Yeah. Uh, the, the, guy, the guy that directed that show said he's like, honestly, I, I don't know why this show is popular in America because it's like. Same thing with the Berserk. It's more popular here, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I, that's a good question. I, I know it's huge in, in Japan. It be, it's because of America, though. Don't put that on there. Put it on the ground. Uh, because of America, though, we're getting a new series. But like, the it, guy, those movies did really good on Netflix and all that. Well, yeah, Fully Cooley is coming out. They're, they're doing a sequel to that, which, again, uh, I guess I guess I'm just not that cynical, but, like, when I heard about that, I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. And then people are like, why? Well, I didn't need a sequel. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't need a sequel. But, you know, it's one of the I'd best. rather live in a world where there's a possibility that a sequel could come out and it would be good than we didn't even try. Well, look at Star Wars. One. Yeah, like, exactly. We, we, the prequels taught or everybody a lesson. And, like, now, the like, The Force Awakens is arguably one of the best Star Wars. It's probably top three, like... It's better than Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard to beat. I, no, I I'm just saying, like, it's so it's in there. I would say it's Empire and then Force Awakens and then New Hope. Rogue One fits in the scale of movies. I was actually going to ask, like, if you had the maybe to write or direct, would you rather direct the canon sequel to Seven or would you rather work on a standalone movie? For me personally, before you answer, I would rather do a standalone because there's no pressure and you can kind of do your own thing with it. You can kind of make your own mark that way. Yeah. You know, you're not beholden to... Although... The Rogue One is, you know, in an effect like a prequel. To it is, it's kind of injecting itself into the canon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So you, you yeah. Do, and then in like a decade, when they decide to make more, they'll be, oh, this one doesn't count anymore. And yeah. Well, I saw a thing today where this guy sort of tore into superhero movies, and he was talking about how Marvel has like a tight rein on the movies, and how that's why they all kind of look <clears> the same, even though they have different directors, and they all kind of function the same way, and that's why Edgar Wright dropped off of Ant Man because he couldn't do his own thing with that movie. Yeah, I saw and that too. I I worry that that's going to start happening with Star. Star Wars, where they don't really let the director. That's what happened with Josh Trank when he made Fantastic Four. Yeah, by the way, like he which literally is not quit. a Marvel movie, but I mean, well, it is. But but, the but same here's the thing: it's, it's a Marvel IP, but it was I think it was Sony owned it um, or Fox. Fox. Um, they were like, we need to look like a Marvel movie, which is if the same listen, thing that happened to Batman, basically in this new one. Like, oh, we need to do like this over the top, uh, like like comical, and then like, no, we're gonna make it more serious, and then they went with the more serious route with this goofy antics. Like the I can tell, like the Lex Luthor character was supposed to be kind of funny ish. 
I, you know, it's, I've said this and I've, I've talked to a couple people that I think Lex Luthor was one of the few, mo- few things in that movie that I was like, this is something. Like, everything else here is nothing. It's just like, and then throw it up on himself. the screen. And it's like, here, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, like, like it or not, is trying to do something. Like, I, I would say Ben Affleck, too. Like, the fact that he tried sure. to re- rewrite his own lines and rewrite scenes for the movie shows played, that he cared and tried to do something. He played Batman the way you hope Batman would be played, whereas this guy... He did a. It's almost like when, um, and I always bring it back to this because I love this movie. But when Danny DeVito played the Penguin in Batman Returns, he he. Have they ever made a reference to that? And it's always. I don't know, but I wish they would. If I ever get to write on that show, not. I mean, like that's that's. A great idea for a Halloween episode. I don't know what the story would be for the Halloween episode. Is they all wear costumes and he just happens to be the Penguin. I mean, well, he he, like where'd where'd you get the idea from? He's like, I don't know. He really little meta, don't you think? Dug in. (laughs) That'd be great. Like he did a take on that. He he wasn't playing the Penguin like from the comics or from the '60s show or anything. He really brought like his own. I mean, obviously that was heavily inspired by Tim Burton, but like you, you could tell he really had like a take on it. It wasn't just. Let me let me just do what everyone expects. That, that whole movie, it's it doesn't really function well as a Batman movie, but it's such a fucking bizarre. It's it's one of those movies where it's so weird. It's like that a I'm, masterpiece train wreck. That I'm just happy it exists. Like it's so fucking weird that I love it. I don't know, but yeah, that's it, it's 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 my favorite of the, of the Batman movies. So maybe my opinion is sort of skewed on that. You know what? I, to bring it back to the Rogue One trailer, or whatever. Someone brought up a good point. Um, that. Uh, when you think of a, an AT-AT, like you think of the Hoth and you think uh, of the snow and like it's digging into the snow and they're moving mm-hmm. real stale and all that, which because they were using models and all that. The one thing they did that was really cool in the new trailer is like there's palm trees and it's a desert oasis or whatever and then and there's AT-AT. So it's like, it was almost like this, hey, like in The Force Awakens or whatever, I was like super disappointed that we didn't see an AT-AT, but obviously there was never a major... I that too, like oh, that would have been nice. Well, because she lived inside, uh, Ray lived inside of an yeah. AT-AT and all that. And there was clearly a battle at Which, that. Which that was a really cool visual. So we yeah, and that's it. apparently was to scale and all that. Like, I, you know what? I, what I, I was thinking about that when we watched that sort of documentary that came with the Blu-ray about like how they <clears> sort of put that together. Which is if 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 you're into that, check it out. It's worth watching. It's really interesting. It's um, it's more interesting than a normal documentary. Yeah, like it was really fun. But I'm curious. They they um, obviously Empire Strikes Back. A lot of it, or like the opening, takes place on Hoth, and it's a snow planet, and everybody has fond memories of Hoth, and like. When you go to Disneyland, if you if you get the it's the random selector on the the Star Wars ride, if you get Hoth, everyone in the audience cheers. It's very which is, hype. Yeah. It's, oh, have you guys done that? Yeah. yeah. Every time, every time it's have got you seen Hoth, the new Hoth. one with like John Boyega? Yeah, that? that's cool too. But although I'll will I'll say it doesn't make any fucking sense because it's like you start off and you go to Jakku and, and all those people are, are there, but then as after that it, it selects a random one, and it'll take you to like. Uh, It'll take you to like episode one with the pod races, and you're like, "Well, wait a minute, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't line make any up. sense." <laughs> also, the no, last time I pod went, racing. the last time I went, the the, the lady that was like running the ride uh, before she shut the door, she's like, "All right, you guys ready to go to Alderaan?" And like nobody said anything. She's like, "Did anybody get the joke?" And I just like was like, "Yeah, it's it's just I don't want to didn't want to out myself like <laughs> too soon." Sure, your the plan that exploded. For yeah, it's like it doesn't exist anymore. And then she left. Everyone's like, "Oh." <laughs> Anyway, but here's the thing: uh, Force Awakens had a lot of scenes in the snow, and I'm wondering if the the second one. I mean, they kind of blew their water on like the whole snowy atmosphere, which is like a really cool look for the Star Wars universe. So I'm curious. The, if I the, think the if the I had to guess, the second, the second one's gonna be a lot darker. One because you have a director who works well with dark shit, like Ryan Johnson, who made Looper and uh, the Brick and the uh, Brothers Bloom. If you haven't seen any of those movies, they're all really good. Yeah, he's a great. Um, I'm excited for that. And though this one ends with. Uh, 
So we, got a, we got ourselves I an interruption. This one ends with Ray meeting uh, Luke Skywalker, who may or may not be your father. I think it's kind of a cop out of I if he is. How much time they're gonna spend on that like weird island that they ended on? You know? I think the the they might be there the whole movie. I was thinking about that the other day. I don't think I think it's gonna be like a Dagobah system sort of thing where like he's training, yeah. then he leaves, and he's like he, he's too cocky, gets his hand cut off sort of thing. Which I wonder if she's gonna get her hand cut off because it's kind of like a genetic predisposal situation because the uh, Anakin and Luke have their hands cut off. Um, but I think what's going to happen is, uh, remember he goes like, hey, kid, uh, like we found the Millennium Falcon. Like you think this thing's like got trackers and shit in it. I wonder if like the like the Knights of Ren are going to go and try and like fight them. I think it's going to be a super, I think Luke will die in the next movie probably. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, he follows the Yoda thing. So. Yeah. Well, Yoda dies in Empire, right? Yeah. At the very end. Yeah, yeah. And then he's a ghost <clears throat> in Return. Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be a downer movie, which is fine. But you with do me. wonder: are they gonna stick so close to the formula of the original trilogy? Because well, they did in the first one. Yeah, so. but I mean, as a jump-off point, I don't think so. But I do think it's gonna be the darker of the two because you can't have a you can't have the third movie well, be the dark one. If you think of if you think of any story in a three act structure, structure, I can't fucking talk tonight. The Every, middle is where shit goes bad. Yeah. Any good story that has a three act structure, the middle is where the the darkest point because you have to have your character at their all time low. To I mean, <laughs> the, there's like this writing advice where it's like in the beginning your character wants something and then in the middle they get it but at a cost or whatever and then like the end they have to deal with that cost. And yeah. It's like, you, but you become a better person for it. Like that's the. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember terms or names or anything tonight. But yeah, that's. The, I I just want to see more of the. They're not Sith, uh, that as far as we know so far. I want to see more of like the general or Supreme Leader Snoke or whatever. Like somebody that also shit. said recently too. They're like, how how long can they keep doing the? They destroy the Empire. Now the First Order comes up. Now they destroy the First First Order. Now someone else comes up, and then they also come up with a Death Star. It's like how I get that that repetition is a huge theme in the Star Wars universe. But how many times can they do that before? Like once uh, Episode Nine comes out, do you think they're gonna like wait and then do ten, eleven, and twelve, or like? No, I mean, they, they have a, certainly will, but like it's gonna be I think three years between the nine and the next uh, ten because they're doing a shitload of standalone movies. Like I know this sounds like stupid, but like I honestly would like to see them do some prequels, but not. Phantom Menace style, but just like actual like. I'm excited for the Boba stuff. Fett prequel because there, there's a. a oh, I was going to say this earlier, but the uh, we'll go finish your thing. No, you can go for oh, it. Oh, okay. The uh, Harrison Ford, uh, not Harrison Ford, but the Han Solo solo movie. Um, one of the front runners for that is the the guy. I don't know. Did you, did you guys see um, Hail Caesar, the Coen Brothers movie yet? No. The there's a guy in that movie who's only been in like two movies, and he plays like a young uh, Western actor. And he's, like, really cool in that movie. And I remember me and Jimmy walked out of the movie, like, who's that guy? That guy was awesome. And then, like, I read recently, apparently that's the guy that is the front runner to play Han Solo. And if, if it is, whenever Hail Caesar comes out, check it out uh, on Blu-ray. And that, it's probably pretty soon. Yeah, I would assume, I assume it's pretty quick here. But uh, I think that's an excellent choice. I hope they do that. Um, what I was going to say was uh, there's a lot of, like, rumors and stuff going around that they're doing. Well, I mean, they are for sure doing a Boba Fett standalone movie. Uh-huh. But... It's pretty much all but confirmed that like the Boba Fett that dies in Return of the Jedi is not Boba Fett. Like he's a he's a weird bounty hunter that kills Boba Fett and steals his armor, and then he survives the encounter there. That's kind of a cop out. That's like a comic book retcon where you're like, oh, he died, but not really. But that was a comic book uh, in the expanded universe. Is one of like the more famous ones. I don't, I couldn't tell you the name of it, but I kind of like. Oh, that. I just meant like it's sort of. That sounds like something Marvel would do, where they kill off Spider Man, then somehow he magically comes back, like because they do that every so many years. Yeah. But like uh, in the Star Wars universe, no body means no death. Which I'd like to. I'd Which like to... I heard J.J. Abrams say on the podcast today because they were talking about how Harrison Ford 
was more into this movie than he had been in any of the Star Wars movies, where in Return of the Jedi, he famously was like, please kill my character off. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Please kill me. He says in that documentary he wanted Han Solo to die to serve the story, which he kind of did, and it set up a lot of character motivations and stuff at the end of this movie. But again, he said, like, this is after the movies come out and everyone's already speculating. Uh, J.J. Abrams himself, himself said that if you don't see the body, then they're not dead. Like, which... I, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I I, I when the the moment we left the theater, I was like, I don't think Han Solo's dead. How yeah, do you I feel survive like a, that? A lot of people said that, but yeah, I. How did they get the lightsaber back at the in the Empire? Somehow they got it back, and they even asked that Mosh. He's like, it's a long story. Like I'll tell you later. Like because we'll tell you in another movie. Yeah, like if you remember in Empire Strikes Back, like Luke isn't ready and fights Darth Vader, gets his hand cut off, and the lightsaber with his hand falls down this insanely like deep pit thing you're like there's no way anyone get that lightsaber back somehow they get it back so uh, Star Wars is full of like how the fuck could that work like but then if they bring him back I can't trust any like future death of any character again like you said if they don't burn the body they didn't die because like remember Darth Vader they burn him at the end of Return of the Jedi Uh, Qui-Gon they burn him at the end of uh, Phantom Menace and speaking of of character and also hold on Uh, a major point is uh, it's a a canon thing too in the show uh, Darth Darth Maul? No. Is it Darth Maul? <coughs> who's I don't know what you're talking about. Did, did they burn Darth Maul's body? Is he... Who's the one He's with the one this? that got chopped in half. Yes, okay. Yeah, I don't know why. I was like... I was thinking of Darth Sidious for some reason. Um, Darth That's Maul in The Phantom Menace, right? He gets cut in half by uh, Obi-Wan. With a dual lightsaber? He's not dead, by the way. Like, he, there's a, a, a TV series or a comic book that's still considered oh, canon okay. where he comes back and he's like half... Star like, Wars it, Rebels or something? The, yeah, the half bottom half of him is robotic. So it's like... There's a good example right there, which also, I've said it on this podcast four or five times, why would you kill the coolest bad guy in the first movie? Yeah. Let it be, like, instead of Count Dooku, like, let him be like the final boss. Yeah, like, oh yeah, that would have been. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of character deaths, uh, and I keep thinking about this lately, at the end of Batman vs. Superman, uh, spoilers, Superman Hold dies. On. That was pre-cum as far as like movies go. Like He's like, uh, he just busted your wad in like the very first movie. It's like the coolest bad guy ever. Yeah. He looks cooler than Darth Vader and like has a double lightsaber, which by the way, those movies are terrible, but when I was a kid, I ate the double lightsaber up. It, yeah. was, it was so cool. Still um, is pretty cool, actually. So Superman dies, um, and then you see him in, in a coffin, and then like the dirt starts flying away, and it's implying that he's still alive, which is fine. But here's my question. They mourned the death of uh, Clark Kent, you know, so when he inevitably comes back to life, A, are they going to show him coming out of the coffin? And B, how are they going to explain that Clark Kent, who they thought was a human being, is, is alive again? Like is, are, the They're only, just going to make him a different person. The only way they can do that, yeah, is either say he's not actually Clark Kent, he, it's his brother Mark Kent or something, and then... <laughs> Barbara Kent. Or the other option he's is... He's transgender now. Is he has to literally say, uh, oh, by the way, I was Superman, I didn't actually die. Which, I mean... That's one choice. I'd be curious to see. The I movie think that what they're setting that, up with that ending is he's going to go to the Fortress of Solitude for a while. I just think that for all the talk of like they were set, they made this movie to set up other movies. They didn't really think that through. I mean, if they proved me wrong, that was a weird ending. It was yeah. also completely avoidable. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, I said it. I don't know about a podcast, but to you, I was like, if I was like one of these Tumblr Facebook feminist people. Uh, I would be very, very upset with how they portrayed Lois Lane because she was sure, the most yeah. needless, needy like uncool character ever and just caused more problems than she could have prevented she constantly needed saving she gets saved four times in that movie 
She doesn't do any like journalist stuff like she does in the comics. In a, in a world like, where like where everyone's constantly hungry for like a, a strong female lead, which you could argue that Wonder Woman was. I mean, in her own right, uh, Charlize Theron in Mad Max, like they did a wonderful job of having a strong female character Charlize without Theron shoving it down your throat. Was a strong female character because she she was a strong character. Who Ray from Star Wars is a strong female character who literally. I don't know, a lot of people. Were it's saying never. She's not. A lot of well, people were saying that she was kind of milquetoast, like just she just there. She was like perfect and all. No. They call it being a Mary Sue, especially. Uh, no, you're just looking for or not you but they're just looking for something i would argue sure. the the opposite though because uh, max she landis has, makes a lot of arguments about her not being a good character because she's not like well written and doesn't have a story arc or anything and, like, because well here's the problem with that when they're when they're trying to go forgive us for these prequels and set up a new movie there's no room for that yeah i agree because I, you could argue the same thing about john boyega that he really wasn't a character you could say the same thing about han solo well no that's not true because han, han solo has a very clear arc from the beginning of okay so princess leia has no real story arc she uh you know she's fighting with the rebels in the beginning at the end of the movie, she, you know, they, she gives them medals and stuff. Well, she, her planet dies, so she's not really a princess. She anymore. hasn't really changed though as a person. Like her goals are still the same. Whereas Han Solo goes from being a, a smuggler uh, to at the end of uh, um, Empire, he's like fighting for the cause, you know. And then at the end of there's uh, also, and I'm not the only, I'm not the first one to bring this up. But like one of the best moments of uh, of uh, Empire Strikes Back is when they open the door and then you see Darth Vader and, and Han Solo shoots. instinctively pulls his gun out and starts shooting at him. Like, doesn't ask questions, doesn't stop to think like, oh, this will fuck me in the end. He's just like, oh, shoot, screw you, bitch. Which, like, isn't that the ultimate argue, argument for Han shot first? True, I guess. Because, like, uh, wh- how is Vader... The fact that he didn't hesitate. Yeah. It's like the most powerful person in the galaxy. I mean, the side of the Emperor. I also, uh, re-watching... Um, the Force Awakens is, I think, two days ago. Uh, that scene where like they blow up like five planets, it like didn't really resonate that well. No, because you don't know who those people are. Well, you know. don't know who those people are except for like the one chick's like, "Oh, I'm at work," and then, "Oh, I'm dead." Like, there's five planets blowing up. They do kind of a good job in A New Hope when they blow up Alderaan. It's honestly, it's the same problem as um, uh, Man of Steel, where they blow up Alderaan and or not Man of Steel. God damn it. New Hope. Uh, it's the same problem in Man of Steel where they are fighting in Metropolis and like all the buildings are falling down and it's just visually it's just chaos and you're like well this doesn't really mean anything I, I didn't care about that that looked rad yeah I, at the time in the theater I was like oh this is cool and then like all the backlash shit on the internet I'm like ah that's a strong point I guess I can't really argue that but yeah I don't know I, I'm just I'm, kind of I'm over... just excited for more Star Wars honestly I'm kind of yeah. over superhero movies yeah se, I never thought like, I'd hit a point in my life where I'd be like I don't really care I'm, I'm more excited for the transition to more alien movies more Blade Sci-fi, Runner type, yeah type. like like Space, space opera, Station 13, the movie is going to be great. Like, I'm more excited for it. Blade Runner 2 is uh, far more exciting to me than uh, Avengers, like, 3. Sure. Uh, also, apparently Jon Favreau signed on to do Infinity Wars, even though he said he would never do another oh, Marvel movie. But uh, aren't the Russo brothers directing Infinity War? No. Uh, Jon Favreau just confirmed today. I can look it up if you want me to read the article. Because I thought they were going to do, because it's part one and part two, right? Yeah, look that up, because I hadn't heard that. I'd be curious to see about the, what the story is there. Uh, yeah, but it's this uh, people. They keep talking about how um, uh, they're going the way of the western, where like they made so many westerns because they were popular and they were super <clears throat> cheap to make, and they had like a stable of actors they could pull from, and then people just got tired of like ev- the same John Wayne movie every year. Oh my bad, I got it wrong. But, well, the article I read earlier said he was uh, directing it. Oh, I don't want to watch this. No, um, he's he's coming back as executive producer, which m- means he's calling a lot of the shots anyway. But, uh, uh, I mean, maybe. A lot of times, executive producer just means they pay you not to direct the movie, essentially. That's what they did with Tim Burton on the third Batman movie. Like, he, he was game to come back and do another Batman movie. And, they, and after Batman Returns, again, to bring it back to that, comes out and, and does substantially less than the, than the, or significantly less than the first one. They were like, 
yeah, maybe we're, we'll give it to somebody else. But he, I think he had like a contract or something still. So they, in, instead what they did was they um, gave him the executive producer credit or it might, have been, might not have been executive producer, but some kind of producer credit where it's essentially a name only thing. You don't really have any control. Like technically Christopher Nolan was a producer on Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Although I guarantee you he never showed up on set or had anything to say about it. I agree. <laughs> this is a Ben Affleck thing. He's like, I agree. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> but it's one of those things where he is like, I'm not making anything more for Marvel, but it's like you just did a Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, I watched a pirated version of Jungle Book on, on the internet, and it, it didn't really catch me. The animal stuff was all cool, but like... It's just, what, is it the same story as the original? or Kind of. I mean, they spiced it up a little bit. And I don't even remember the main story besides it's like this kid in the jungle starts hanging out with a lion. Yeah, isn't it weird how you think about these movies from when you were a kid and you're like, oh, that movie had a plot? I just remember like a kid wandering around the jungle and stuff. Like, Yeah. That criminal movie, the more I uh, looked it up, looks pretty good. With uh, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, I'm down. I mean, we should... He's not it. actually the main character, though. I guess he dies in the very beginning and then... Uh, is it... Uh, Jacob somehow knew the actor's name. Uh, Kevin Costner is like the main character and like acquires his like his CIA abilities or something like that. I don't remember, but it's uh, like superpower it, CIA abilities. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Interesting enough for me to want to to see it. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Um, like, again, Green Room looks in- incredible. I can't uh, wait April to watch 29th, that. April twenty ninth, supposedly wide release. So now I'm down to go. See I'm that. sure that there's going to be a screener leak before that. You know what I'm excited for too? I keep forgetting about is The Conjuring too. Like that. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm down. Anything James Wan does, I'm there. Like that guy's got a good visual <clears> eye for <throat> stuff and and tell, knows how to tell a story. Unlike say Zack Snyder. <laughs> I'm excited for the um that Keanu movie. Yeah, I want to see that. When's that coming? Uh, let's see. Do you know what that is, Drew? What? The Keanu? Oh, the Keanu, Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Yeah. Are you into that? Or uh, no? April 29th. No. What's not to love? All of it. <laughs> but it's... Uh, it's Key and Pill. It's getting good reviews. Yeah. Are you a fan of the P and Keel? I don't, I don't really know him other than the one guy who was on Mad TV like 100 years ago. Yeah, he played like the coach or whatever. Yeah. He, he Which is like characters. one of the only funny skits from Mad TV. Like coach Garvey, I think his name was. Also, uh, he's in uh, that episode where they do the family fight on on uh, our Yes, favorite. that's right. Yeah. On, uh, and he's yeah, fucking great. Funny. He makes that episode. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah, dude, no, every, everybody wants some. Let's go watch that. It's already out. April 15th. That's how is it playing at uh, Harkins? I'd love to see that. Uh, Richard Linklater uh, looks fucking great. That? It's the sequel. It's a spiritual sequel. Oh, boy. Spiritual successor? Now, explain to the viewers, listeners, rather, uh, what a spiritual sequel is. Um. Well, it's so it's like it's the, a buzzword. <laughs> it's like a uh, this. It's a not, not like a, it's like a spinoff, but it's in the spirit of that movie. Well, it's in the same universe. Like, but what, I'm trying to think of like what a good example of that would be. I don't even know. Like if they make a, I say I don't. I can't even think of like what would be a, an example of that. Like, like for uh, instance, you have a Demon Souls, and Dark Souls is a spiritual right. successor to yeah, it. Yeah, you could say okay. that. And it's basically it's in <clears> the same universe with the same uh, premise, but it's like a different story. <laughs> For, for instance, for anyone who's seen um, Dazed and Confused is a movie about a high school football team. Uh, one of the main characters is just like the new kid, in, or he's a ninth grader, like first going to high school. The other ones are seniors that are like, I'm going to go to college. And one kid's like, I don't want to play football anymore. And then it's just like they all go to a party. And it's just like a funny movie. It's a it's good like one movie. one of those slice of life where they're just more, You've seen it before, right? <laughs> Which one? Dazed and Confused? No. Has it's ben a great Affleck movie. It's of, one of Ben Affleck's early films, A lot of people right? before they were famous, which mm. this movie looks to be the same kind of thing. It's got like Matthew McConaughey, uh, Ben Affleck's in it. They're like not the main characters, but they're around the entire movie. I feel like anything with Ben Stiller when he was popular was like a spiritual successor. 
like dodgeball and to, heavyweights, um, heavyweights and like heavyweights. they were all just pretty he much actually plays the same character in dodgeball yeah and right he plays the same character in a lot of them uh, you could argue that it's just like his uh, maybe it's like a, a prequel or a sequel where it's like he sure. just owns that business <laughs> well, afterwards fan right. where it's the same guy. <laughs> because think about it in dodgeball he's a character that used to be really fat and uh-huh. then in uh, heavyweights he used to be really fat too mm-hmm. and then he has the Tony Perkins system he's just right so, so maybe dodgeball was a prequel to uh, heavyweight so after the power gym or whatever his gym was he, the only problem is the timeline doesn't work because What's up? Just looking forward to interacting with children for the very first time. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, it's the other way around because he's a much older character in Dodgeball, but also Dodgeball is mm. more modern. Okay. So it could be like after that failed thing, it's like, uh, he's like, my father didn't hug me. You don't see me <laughs> yeah. crying. Great <laughs> one, movie. Of, one of the greats. Well, uh, that that's movie, a movie we should do a commentary on. Yep. That and Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone I could talk for days about. Just like those movies, Home Alone, like Die Hard, like for whatever reason, Christmas movies are just infinitely quotable. And heavyweights, I think. Another good one. I I would imagine we probably quoted everything from heavyweights many times. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I say movie, I say body system no matter what. Now we talked about the, this. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but me and you talked about this. That's a movie where there's certain movies that it, after you've seen it for the millionth time, you start to notice weird shit in the background, like like facial reactions even, or just like someone will just say something. A weird noise that you can tell that they just threw in editing because they had time. I like where he's like uh, the president, a future president of the United States. Like it's he's British, British like. You, like the, he's one British thing thing. I picked up on, and I I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but we've talked about it at length. Is when he's like, I see a future rap artist, yeah, and then it shows like the Keenan. He's like, what? Like he even yeah. he gives this like that's racist face, yeah. And he's like, like, is that racist? And then uh, when he's like, come here, give me a hug, and he's like, okay, Uncle Tony, and then he hugs him, and he, he's like, my man's packing, and yeah. then he, he opens the Pez dispenser, and it makes the same sound like bullet shells were, would when they hit the ground. It's like. That's super racist, but little stuff like that, yeah, where you're like, you've seen it a million fucking times, you start to notice weird shit in the background. You've made your still haven't seen that movie all the way through. Really? I've only seen parts of it. We watched it at Jimmy's. I didn't see all of it. Oh, okay. Great movie. Another great thing too is like there hasn't been a king of England for a very long time, and he's like. Congratulations, Charlie. You've made your king proud. <laughs> like, just like subtle right. humor like That's that. That's right. I never even thought about genius. that. You're right. There's only been queens. Yeah, I almost wonder if they if like, if like they knew what they had with Ben Stiller. I guess he was pretty famous at that time. He had his own TV show. Yeah, there was that. And then he, um, like immediately after that, it was like Zoolander, like uh, maybe four or five years later. Like Zoolander's I, you know, like early 2000s. What's fascinating about Zoolander is, uh, I mean, we all know like he directed that movie himself. When it came out, critically and financially, did not do very well. It became a cult classic later. And he got super depressed. Because yeah, of it. he was like suicidally depressed because of how bad that movie. Same did. thing with Owen Wilson, but Which, not for again, the same reason. Interestingly enough, uh, Owen Wilson also attempted suicide at one point. It's oh. dark shit, but I mean, like, I don't know. That's it's weird. Got to bleed for your heart, my man. It's weird to think that there was a time where, like, you know, he was so upset. It's like you're fucking Ben Stiller, dude. Like you're untouchable. Like I saw Owen Wilson do a blunt slide down a down a rail. <laughs> uh, it was yeah, fake, right? but it's fucking great. I don't know. Was it Will Arnett also in that? Yeah. And yeah, right. The escape video. Well, oh, uh, before we enter, um, Ender's Game. I was going to say that. It was a terrible movie. Uh, also, that twist, I know it's an old book and all that, pissed me off. I was like, really? Uh, were there actually the they ones hurting? They spoiled that on the poster. We're like, it's not just the game. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah, I, I remember that. Um, what was the TV show that uh, Kurt Russell's doing with Me- uh, Mel Gibson? Oh, yeah, so... Mel Gibson is directing and co-starring in a TV show uh, with Kurt Russell that is a Western set during the gold rush in San Francisco, and it's called uh, The Barbary Coast, I think. Jesus. Um, yeah, I'd really dig for that. <laughs> but uh, that sounds 
intriguing. Like I'm into that. Mel Gibson. I'll watch know, anything with Kurt Russell. Obviously, has had some missteps. In his Did you career. watch Tequila Sunrise yet? No, not yet. <clears throat> Did you watch uh, Tango and Cash yet? No. Did you watch Overboard? I've seen that a million fucking times. It's a great movie. Um, it's not a great movie, but it's, I love Kurt Russell. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's great because he's in it. Like Kevin Bacon and Kurt Russell, they have like uh, because we watched Big Trouble in Little China and yeah, Tremors, Tremors so much. I'll watch literally anything with them. Did you ever watch the movie Cop Car? Yeah, that's a fucking. Great I movie. love that movie. That movie was that great. Director, I think is gonna go on and do cool stuff. Uh, same thing with the director of Blue Ruin and the Green Room. I I have a feeling that dude's gonna get a, a pretty big IP because that's how it works. Like you make these, they, um, the dude from Ten Cloverfield Lane. I didn't know that was his first movie. That's sort of the um, the mo of Hollywood now is that you direct something s- small. That's like uh, an indie darling, a critical hit, and then they give you a franchise. Um, that's what happened to Mark Webb, who did 500 Days of Summer and then jumped to Spider-Man. And it's... Not his fault those movies suck, by the way. It's one of those things where you're like, where will his career go now? I'd love to see him come back, because I do like that movie a lot. You know what's crazy? Like, that movie was well-directed, and then... Um, I also didn't hate the first Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I kind of really Andrew Garfield's it. great in those. Yeah, it, he it was, was a great choice for Spider-Man. It was the convoluted <laughs> story that made those movies bad. It, yeah, they... they <coughs> Jamie Foxx did not need to be in that movie. They were trying to count their eggs before they hatched kind of situation where they were like, we're going to do a Sinister Six spinoff and a Venom movie. An example... An ex- nice. Nice. Oh, kill it. Go ahead and stomp that for me. There's a spider, man. An example where uh, that didn't work out great for a director is Josh Trank, who did um, Chronicle Chronicle, and then <clears throat> immediately went on to do the Fantastic Four reboot, and that didn't end well for anyone. I, uh, I actually kind of just want to watch it because I have, like... My I t- tried, dude, and it's... Is it really that bad? It's There's, there's like, inconsistencies, weirdly, where, like, um, the, the chick who plays Sue Storm, like, at one point she has, a like, a, like a very obvious blonde wig on, but only for certain scenes, and it becomes clear, like, oh, those were the reshoots that he had nothing to do with. So, like, you can tell, like, it, it is, it's almost not worth watching because it's not his movie. It's like a, an amalgamation of, like, studio interference. I'll say, whoever cut the trailer for that shit made it look pretty good. I remember, like, being hyped for that movie. And also, there's that, there was, like, a very lengthy interview with um, him and Kevin Smith where you could tell he was passionate about it. He had, he had like, a vision for the movie. He had like a, a very specific take. That was almost, a Twitter shitstorm for about three yeah. days. It was almost like a like a Cronenberg kind of like um, what a like, body horror situation. Yeah, like like what goes wrong when we fuck with science too much type of. It, I don't know. It had potential, and then I you know shit Hollywood. Did you guys have any? There's a video of a. <clears throat> it's called like a modular body. Have you seen that yet? A modular body. Yes, sir. It's a video of this like I want to say like a German scientist, uh, maybe just because they're always doing creepy body shit. And it's like these weird little organs on a table. <clears throat> He's like, here's what happens when we put like a, like they're literally like a modular PC where you just plug different parts in and it makes a PC. Hmm. He plugs this, it looks like steak. Like he plugs this like this piece of meat into another piece of meat and then hooks like a battery to it and it starts pulsating. Obviously it's doing electrical currents like how our body does with muscles and all that. And and then he puts these little chicken wing things on it on one end and then diagonally on another end and it starts moving on the table on its own and it's like one of the creepiest things I've ever seen and the video was titled Kill It With Fire like this was real it's real so it's just muscle it's just muscles but it's gross and okay. it's creepy it's like can't they like animate a frog after it dies too similarly with like electricity they can make it that's, make, that's you can make its muscles contract you can do the same thing with a human as long as they yeah. don't get the uh, what do you call that uh, when Ooh. rigor mortis. Right. The, Doesn't that set in almost immediately? Uh, within minutes. It can, yeah. Um, but, like, let's say you can still, like, like for instance, chickens can run with their heads off because of, like, nerves and shit like that. So it's just the same thing. The but, nerve. like, the, out of context, it's really creepy. Like, obviously, to the untrained person who doesn't know what an electrical pulse does to a muscle, mm-hmm. like, like cool. oh, my God, he just created a sentient being. <laughs> it's like a demonic thing. I'll show you the video after this. It's really creepy. 
But uh, especially because he just puts it together and it makes like like these weird like body like uh, organ noises and you're like that look it one it looks disgusting and two it looks like out of a David Cronenberg movie like it's it's fucking gross. Ooh, some popo action oh, better, going on. Better in the podcast here. <laughs> the they're they're coming. coming for Rob. They know 420s tomorrow. No. <laughs> Anything yeah. else on your uh, dossier, dossier there, docket? Pass me the dossier. Uh, no. Did, did you enjoy? Uh, I want to. As soon as we start a podcast, Bryce ends up leaving, which is a bummer. But um, I want to talk about Quantum Break a little bit. I haven't finished it yet. So I only played the first two hours, and I was like, "This is thoroughly enjoyable." Just gotta find. Some and then uh, we, I want to get Dark Souls three really bad now. And I know Drew does too. I do. I really do. Would you be into like uh, exponing it and bringing it here, and then us playing, or is that more of like a personal thing? Uh no, we could we could play it. That'd be fine. That would that would satisfy my need. <laughs> Same. Well, I mean, I'll I'll just buy it tomorrow probably. Uh, Bryce, I was like, I was hoping he got it for the Xbox One, so right. we could just bring it out here and like I'll just play and die and get frustrated and kind of get over it. But mm-hmm. I kind of just want it now. So yeah, let's do that. Do we have access to a console that can do that? Uh, Rob has one and Bryce has one. Perfect. Yeah, let's do that. I could honestly just um download it via the internet and then have him download my profile. And we'll just play it here. Oh, okay, yeah. Or the disc works better. I'd rather do that. But uh, so far... But, like, in new games, like, don't you have to, like, install, like, a million gigabytes of extra data after the CD? You're not it's, gonna, like, 60 gigabytes usually for a you game. You can do now. that on our, like, 5 kilobit per second Wi-Fi out here? Well, he gets good internet in his house, so it's one of those uh, things where I could just, like, download it on your day <clears> off. <throat> but a disc would be better. You still have to install a disc, but right. it, you can play it while it's installing, too. I so. see. But uh, you, I could tell Bryce was like, oh... <laughs> I was like, are you enjoying Dark Souls? Like, I only played it for two hours. It's really fucking hard. And I was like, uh, yeah. Right. That, that's <laughs> the point. <laughs> I played, I beat uh, Dark Souls 1 and I never beat 2, but 2's not nearly as good as 1. Hmm. And uh, it was because it was a rushed out kind of development thing. And I, I love those games. Oh, yeah. Especially because I, I, the coolest system is like when you play video games, like you have money and then you have an experience system, then you level up and you still have the money. I love that there's, they, they put a twist on it where it's like, you have 10,000 souls, which is also $10,000. Like That's your currency. Your souls are currency yeah. and XP, and you can choose whether to level up your character or to buy a better weapon. Right. So it's almost like an, it's like a weird macro government. Uh, like it's like it's like a weird way of like managing money almost. Sure. It's like, do you, would you rather have uh, better abilities or would you rather have better armor? I think better armor because good abilities, if you're dead, mean nothing. Yeah, and it's 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 cool because you can play the game any way you want. Yeah, I, exactly. I like that a lot about it. Especially, I also like that like the bosses are always super unique. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite encounter wasn't even like one of the main missions in Dark Souls One. Was like a, there's a huge like husky dog. Yeah, it has a katana in its mouth or whatever, and you're like, That's this right. doesn't fit into any of the other bosses. <laughs> like the bosses are like weird. Like, yeah, they they definitely get weird with the the bosses on it, but and like one of the hardest ones is like there's like the moonlight butterfly. Did you ever fight that boss? It was an optional one. Hmm, I don't. That doesn't. It's sound a familiar. literal huge butterfly that uh, if it touches you or like one of its little laser beams hits you, you die instantly, no matter how good your armor is. <laughs> wow, it was it was fun though. I love those games. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll end her there. We're planning on having Jacob and Mario back, and I think Sean Corgan too for another hip hop discussion. Because I didn't prepare for it, so I just no. went off. <laughs> I just went off my 300 song playlist. I was like, oh, yeah, these are great songs, but uh, <laughs> and couldn't recall a single like artist. <laughs> yeah, the, except for the ones I listen to every day. But there's right. a lot to cover there. And uh, is there any good horror movies coming out? I feel I, I want to go to. I want a, a reason to go to Harkins, but there's nothing out. Right, right. Uh, not that I'm aware of until uh, The Conjuring Two. Ten Cloverfield Lane, I think, is still playing, and I still want to see that. Yeah, I, I do need to see that. Um, I'm ready to be disappointed, but I, I don't know. 
I hear Rob said it's great, and then the head's it's like a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Yeah, I would go see it again. It was good. I'm also interested to see what he does next because uh, that's that was a first time director. Hmm. I'm really curious to see what the next uh, Cloverfield movie will be because I guess they sort of established it definitely re- reinvigorated the the want for another one. I guess Clover Ten Cloverfield Lane is a spiritual successor to Cloverfield because. They don't share characters or... Right. I mean, they, they I guess it's in the same this, universe. A spiritual successor just means it's in the same universe, sort different characters. but like... The, I, my understanding is that Cloverfield didn't necessarily happen in the Cloverfield Lane universe or something. I, I don't know. Only time Oh, to boy. Tell. Yeah. <laughs> is that's, it that confusing? That's something I don't really want. <laughs> I just want big I, monsters. They weren't very clear on what the story... Yeah, I don't know, but... Huh. I'm, I'm, I am looking forward don't get, to it. Don't get artsy with it. Just be cool. Just do something cool. And I will give you my money. All right, I like John Goodman. Yeah, John Goodman's fucking great in that movie. Um, there's something good playing in Harkins coming up. What was it? Uh, like a classic movie? Was it The Goonies? Goonies? Uh, Pulp Fiction, I think, is next week. Uh, Fight Club's coming. Um, couple classic movies coming. <laughs> I can't remember what they are now, but. All right, well, we'll end her there.